What up, what up? I'm Rachel Leandra, and welcome to the 222 Podcast. We're back this week with part two of Ritz and Cannon's interview. This week, we're going to be talking about what it's like to be married to a creative, as well as knowing who you are and how important that is when it comes to being a creative entrepreneur. All right, without any further ado, let's jump into the episode. Either one of you can answer, what is it? like being married to a creative oh my lord it's it's I think there's levels to this I think Aaron is on a level where he he how can I put it like his creativity trumps whatever's going on in in his world so meaning like if he has an idea or he wants to create it's like that's kind of what's on his forefront of his mind and anything past that it takes a minute to like kind of draw him back and so for me um i love to see him thrive in that space and i respect it um and you know it's been a few years we've been married to kind of learn how to navigate how to balance the responsibilities that will come with him being a husband and being married and allowing him to have a space to be creative and not not kind of overshadow that on my end i feel like my priorities my responsibilities have to be taken care of before i feel i can really tap into my creativity and so i'm I'm kind of wired to by default think about what do we need to take care of right now um and that's gonna trump anything else that i'm trying to do or that or thinking about creating so um so yes, yeah, so it's almost like a mutual respect. Like I have to re- learn to respect how his brain works, how his uh, inclination is, in order to not, um, not like choke out the creative person that he is, that God made him to be. Said so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Very well. What's it like to be married to a creative? <sighs> Whoo! <laughs> no, I I think uh, I think it's been dope discovering that I married a creative you know because a lot of what she does you can think that that's just what she does you know especially when that comes first like the let me make sure things get done first you know let me make sure that um, my job is I'm doing my job like my actual career I'm doing my job Um, you know but then just creative but different yeah you know it's it's been like I've it's been it's it's been kind of different learning that there's a different way of being creative, you know. Uh, all created, all creativity ain't paintbrushes and crayons, and all creativity ain't being in a studio, um, which Rich has done both, <laughs> plus more, you know. But um, I think it's just been different um, being able to appreciate, oh, her creativity looks different than mine. My, head, my, type, my type of creativity is my head being in the clouds. Her type of creativity isn't that, and that's okay, you know. Um, but I also am able to appreciate that she's not always creative, because if she was, then we wouldn't get nothing done. When bills would get paid on time, <laughs> and we're still working on that. Oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. I think um, that's a good point. I think in that it's like we've kind of helped each other grow um, in how we approach like our creative side and how we approach doing life together because like even as he was speaking like okay I might be the one 
who knows or can remember to pay the bills on time or whatever, keep the budget up. But like the reality is like there might be moments in our marriage where I'm not able to do that and he needs to know how to budget and he needs to know how to make sure it both paid on time and things like that. Come on, Uncle Dave. And so, (laughs) shout out to Uncle Dave. (laughs) And so, I think we both kind of, um, not perfectly, but like have stumbled into growing um, the areas that we're not naturally leaning towards. So, um, for me, it's learning to be able to create even if there's chaos or things aren't in order or everything every bill isn't paid like that doesn't release me from my responsibilities to be creative i think there's freedom in being able to trust the lord no matter what the situation is and being able to create if that's what he's put on your heart to do so yeah and my job is to come from chaos and provide order (laughs) so uh yeah canon in your creative avenues thoughts journeys um, of course, there's times where it gets to like, okay, well, yes, rent is due and things are due. And, um, you know, as far as being an adult and adulting and things of that sort, being a full-time creative, like, how do you push through those times? Like, we talked about being driven, but like, mm-hmm. what are some like practical, like, okay, this is what I need to do to Stretched make sure this, this happens. But you still yeah. got to be creative and push through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um... Those those moments come so often. Um, you have to practice being under stress and pressure, uh, just so that you can provide. You know, uh, even for your label, you know, you put under a, a certain amount of pressure to finish a project by a certain time. It's like by if this this by this time we got to we have to be ready to pull the trigger. Right. Um, you know, and you still have to be in that studio. Or you still got to do that interview, you know, and you still got to put your your professional face on and your professional sound on, whatever that is, you know. If the uh, same thing, like I still have to fight through um, the stress or the fear of failing, you know, or or having a shortcoming. Um, as an artist trying to provide for a family, when it's difficult to, it, you got to push through. I still got to be a husband. I still got to be kind to my wife. <laughs> Right, you know, um, but at the same time, I still have to um, find different ways of creativity where I can still tap into being creative. And sometimes that's getting out the house. Um, sometimes that's maybe watching a documentary. Um, sometimes that's building new relationships or dealing with somebody who has bigger and worse issues um, to bring you back to reality. Like somebody always got it worse. Lord, actually, thank the Lord that my situation is just what this is now. Um, and not like that person's situation. Like, thank you for your grace. Um, sometimes those moments allow you to kind of walk out of that stress and then it might spark and inspire something new creatively um, because your heart is now positioned differently now. So, like, I guess get a little bit more into that practical. So, like, you said go outside, watch a documentary, yeah. do some of that. Like, And, I mean, Rich, you can chime mm-hmm. in too if there's anything. Mm-hmm. Just as far as, like, that helps you guys to... Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say for me, because again, I'm like the person who's like, man, things need to be in order or like whatever taken care of before I can actually create. For me, it helps to be removed from my environment. What I mean by that is like if I have to go to a coffee shop or take a trip or be in a, in a different space where there's nothing in my arm's reach that I can go and, and run back to whatever I think is my responsibility at the moment, that allows me to... 
um, focus on what I have in front of me, whether that's painting, whether that's writing, whether that's music, whatever. Like that, that to me is like the the easiest way that I can unlock whatever I'm thinking. And sometimes also I'm a list maker. So like if there are a lot of things on my heart or my mind that I need to like remove or put aside and focus on whatever project I'm working on, then I do that. I just write a list out of these things or what are stressing me or what I don't want to forget. That way I can just kind of like close the notebook or put the paper aside and kind of focus on the, the space that I'm in. So Yes, and I will say, just thinking back, I think it was one of the first times we hung out. We I know you my whole life. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we were, think, I think we were talking about Scrum or we were talking oh, yeah. about something, just a better way to work. Mm-hmm. And like, you were really one of the first people that, or the first person that really like opened my mind to, oh, there's other ways of working than just here's a project, do it, like, really looking into, okay, well, well, what are, like, how are you guys communicating, like, what are, what are some of those things to make sure that a project is going from start to finish, and I appreciate that greatly, because, um, still diving into that, and still learning a lot Mm -hmm. about that, just as far as, like, okay, we've got to get things done, Mm -hmm. but how are we getting those things done, like, instead of just, okay, well, everybody do it, like, no, what are some things that we can put in place to make sure I think that's the, that's the hardest part, like, um, coming from a, a label perspective, is, like, you have different departments that are creative in their own right, whether it's creative in ideas and marketing, whether it's creative in like graphics and video, whether it's creative in music, like an A&R or writers. And so a lot of, of what the world I live in is like trying to make those pieces all come together to best suit the artist, to best suit the release. And it's not easy because again, you have different spectrums of where people are in creativity and the artist will, will never be done with the project ever. It's never done. It's like you just have to pull it out of their hands and, and be like, look, we delivering this. We mastered it, you know? Um, versus like the marketer is like, well, I can't do anything until I hear the music. Where's the music? Where's the music? Like all these things yeah. come together. And so um, it's like, again, you have to respect it and, and respect every creative's perspective and where they're coming from. That doesn't mean that the artist gets to keep on working on their music for two years because by that time stuff is dated you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying it doesn't mean the marketer has to overthink every little piece of creative content that comes out of it but it's like coming to a place where it's like man i'm doing my best my excellence but i'm not striving for perfection because that's unattainable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um so i think it's a it's a very thin line yeah and i think that crosses over not just in work but in home as well oh absolutely you know expectations of of people and how we just, you know, if, if my brain is on, okay, well, I want to get this done in this way. Yeah. And this other person is like, well, I want to do it this way. Like how, yeah. like having to. It's definitely compromise and, and understanding. But I think it, in, in marriage, at least I feel like it boils down to like love and respect. Like I love Aaron enough that even if I, if I disagree on a method that he's doing, that I'm going to respect it and vice versa. Like he loves me enough that if he really feels that I'm passionate about something that he's going to respect even if he doesn't agree um but yeah y'all are so cool oh man you're not so bad (laughs) okay so we'll end on this question um what is the when it comes to creative entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. in and outside of marriage however it is but just what is the best advice that you've been given in this area um 
I think this goes to creative entrepreneurship and then like really anything that you do, like living life period. It's like find your tribe, your people that will be able to call out a bad idea, a bad decision, uh, when you think that your ish don't stink and you need to be checked like personally because you got to remember like as a creative and whatever job you do, it's like it is an extension of yourself. It's not your identity. Mm -hmm. And so if you're unhealthy as a person, you're going to be unhealthy in the way that you work and the way that you create. You know what I'm saying? Preach so that word. It's like you have to find a, a tribe of people that can be honest, that can be encouraging, that can be your truth tellers, that can be your, you know, whatever. Pull, pull me up when I'm down and, and pull me down if I'm acting crazy, you know? Um, so I think that would be the, the first thing that I would say. You know, people who are trying to come up and be entrepreneurs, My one of the very first things I think about is you have to know who you are. Um, or they're going to change who you are. Um, you have to know who you are and know what you stand for. Um, there's always going to be an opportunity to be something that you're not. And you just, if you're not grounded, you're going to always be going left and right. Um, you know, and that's going to, that, knowing who you are will shift, uh, the, you know, what kind of people you work with, what kind of opportunities you take upon. Um, it's going to determine um, you know, just how fast you move on a decision, how slow you move on a decision, what makes you say yes, what makes you say no. Um, so, um, but yeah, yeah know who you are, because, yeah, if you, I know what they say, if you uh, stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. If you don't stand. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then jacking up quotes. Over <laughs> 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 here butchering quotes. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you definitely got to know who you are. I would add one last thing, too. It's like being okay if you're not an entrepreneur because it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, just knowing, like, even being an artist, like, it's not for everybody. You might enjoy rapping, but if you don't have the passion and drive, like Aaron mentioned earlier, then that might not be the thing for you to do because when you're tired and you don't feel like doing it or when you're hungry and you don't feel like doing it or when you're broke and you don't feel like doing it, that might not be what you need to be doing full time. Ding, 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 you know ding, what I'm saying? Or, ding. or you might just suck and you may not be good at that's what you where do. Your yeah, tribe that's where your tribe comes in. If you don't have a point, tribe yeah. that is like all yes sayers and no naysayers, like you, you can't have yes men in your life. You have to have people that are going to be honest with me. Like either you're talented, you have it or you don't. Or, and quite frankly, everybody wants to be an artist these days and it's like, man, you need marketers you need uh finance people you need a and r's you need people willing to develop sound you need all kinds of different aspects of the music industry and you don't have to be an artist in order to work in the music industry mm, or in the entertainment good. industry in general so like know that if the lord may give you a passion for music that don't mean you need to pick up a mic that might mean you need to learn the business see yeah because the lord was like put the microphone down right exactly. <laughs> that, no, i never really picked up the mic like that but um i do think it is it is very valuable to see any I mean you learn so much and there's so much that you can do and create longevity mm -hmm. because I mean being an artist there is a, a I guess somewhat of a time frame on that mm -hmm. um, unless you're Jay-Z unless you're Jay-Z and Beyonce uh, and Beyonce but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's there's you know there's a there's there's definitely going to be a time especially in rap where yeah. you're going to be like at your yeah um so what are those different avenues that you're creating to Absolutely. be like okay well this is can isn't just gonna go to age 35 this can go till right the end like especially what? now with like streaming so prevalent and there's like artists coming out every day it's like how do you distinguish yourself like so you can rap that's cool 
what else people aren't just gonna listen to music because you can rap what else do you got to talk about what else are you good at what like it's a brand it's, it's not just a, a, a talent right you, know? you can't be out here making songs like called jerk chicken freestyle and thinking you're gonna get somewhere it's like <laughs> you just can't <laughs> i know you can't see this but there's a big eye roll i'm doing right <laughs> <laughs> you just can't man because you know nonsense the the industry they want all serious music you know they want um they want sermons and all their music <laughs> no but no nah, yeah i mean you you have to be able to display something more than just hey yeah i can rap you you definitely do and if you're not if that's the case i would have been an artist already well not everybody <laughs> Um, Yo, but, two uh, bars next episode. Next episode, <laughs> next episode, y'all tune in. But yeah, it's. I mean, this this is just. It's definitely just gonna be a level um, of work. You don't have to add just to your, you know, your gifts, your abilities. You can rap, but what else? Because um, when you're done rapping, then what? Then what? What are you doing? <laughs> Ritz over here being weird, man. Y'all can't see it. Y'all just know she's being weird over here. Oh, man. But, yeah, no, that's good as far as, especially, like, finding your tribe, knowing your people that will hold you accountable and not just be yes men, um, knowing who you are uh, in your art or in whatever creative avenue you're in, um, knowing if it's time to be an entrepreneur, if it's not time to be an entrepreneur, if it's time to stay oh, at the nine to five. Can I add one more thing? Yeah. Pay your freaking dues, man. Mm. I'm tired. You mean of... like your LLC dues? What? You mean like your LLC dues? Your LLC dues? Yeah. That's part of being an entrepreneur. Set yourself, set your business up. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying like, like, man, you you gotta know it's gonna take a lot of work to get your stuff off the ground. And everybody ain't gonna be on board with your ideas, your perspective, or your creativity. Like, not everybody's gonna understand, not everybody gonna care, and not everybody gonna be as passionate as you are about it. It's not personal. Just know that that's just what it is, and you gotta fight through that and continue um, to work towards what you're what you're fighting towards. But you gotta pay your dues. I can't say how many times people come up to me and they have not even tried to build their platform uh, by putting out lots of music or mm-hmm. going to half the things that we go to to connect with people. And I'm like, look, bro, I done been doing this for 10 years. At some point, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put in your work too. Right. Um, that's a, I mean, that's so. the same for labels and promoters and um, booking agents. Like, they're not looking for artists who are just looking for you to blow them up. They want to see your work ethic. They want to see that you've built your fan base that you are investing in your own craft because why would they waste money on something when they can you know find anybody to blow up they they want to know that they're going to get a return on investment and your work ethic is is shown through what you've built on your own so you need at least six to ten no. streams of income oh sorry. Like, no. <laughs> you need at least six to ten streams of income like your business might fail and it's okay um, but if you want to live off this, then you have to um, make sure that you get s- several streams of income um, just so that uh, you can still keep the keep the lights on. Um, yeah. And that's why I think, you know, it's important to be a creative entrepreneur because, you know, you, the creative part, that's nine times out of ten, the easiest part is mm-hmm. the entrepreneur part where it's like, all right, you know, building your business and marketing and branding and all of that jazz. Yeah. Um that's the that's the hard part but 
um, if you can get that down and get that going, I mean, and then especially in six different, six to ten different income streams, you should be pretty good. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, thank you guys so much. Y'all are some of the greatest people I know. So thank you so much for your time. Aww, You're you. the greatest person I've known all my life. Oh yeah. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Oh, never mind. She was talking to me. Thank Whatever. You. <laughs> thank you. Let the people know where they can follow you. Uh, first of all, I don't endorse stalkers, so I hope no one is following me. On social on media. Social media. Uh, you can still stalk on oh social my media. Gosh. There are Facebook stalkers. His handle is social at GetTheCanon. G-E-T-T-H-E-C-A-N-O-N. And Ritz is Got the Cannon. G-O-T- <laughs> no, it's not. C-A-N-O-N. Got the Cannon. I get the cannon and she got the cannon. Dumb. No. She got that cannon. No. <laughs> At Ritz Dre. R-I-T-Z-D-R-E-A. All right, friends. That will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you love it, be sure to share it on social media. Tag me in it. At Risha Leandra. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Go out there and create something great.